what began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Hello and welcome. I am so glad you are tuning in live, catching the replay, or listening over on the podcast because today's conversation is one that's kind of come full circle for me. If this is your first time tuning into a live video or listening to the podcast, my name is Young Pratt and I'm a 17-year performing arts studio owner turned chief dreamer and podcaster right here at Our Young Creators. I want to share a quote with you that was read to me on Monday of this week in one of the classes that I am taking with the amazing Irina Miller. Now, if you don't know Irina, you definitely need to have her in your life. She's an incredibly gifted yoga teacher and an energy healer, and I'm doing an adventure with her all about tuning into our internal intuition and those unseen resources that we all have that we forget sometimes that are there. She said these words, we don't have to do all of it alone. We were never meant to. And as she shared these words by the lovely Brene Brown, the last two weeks really just came full circle for me. If you don't know, my dad was admitted to the ER just about two weeks ago on a Saturday night. Now, that Saturday started like any other. It was homecoming day for Sophie, so there was a lot of excitement about getting ready to go to the dance. Before she could do that, however, she was doing a volunteer effort at our local retirement community. Now, she does that about once a month, and she loves going there to work with the residents and getting crafty with them. She normally takes in some sort of activity that's hands-on that she can show them what it's like, and then she can walk them through the process. And I just love that she enjoys doing that. It means so much that she's out there wanting to share her gifts and talents, which, if you know me at all, is something we advocate right here at OIC in a very big way. 
We want our kids to grow up knowing that the gifts that they possess are ones that other people need to have in their lives. So I'm one proud mama. While Sophie is in the class teaching her activity, I was checking in on my podcast in a weekend students of round two, seeing what progress they were making and cheering them on as they were going through the course. And I also spent some time visiting my dad. He happens to live at the assisted facility. He took a fall about a month ago and he was having some balance issues. And so we admitted him into this center to get some more rehabilitation and to really work on his strength so that he could come back home and we would know that he was safe being there and falls wouldn't be happening as frequently as they had in the past. So we had a lovely conversation. We checked in. Everything seemed to be going well. Of course, he's ready to come home because He's not getting my mom's amazing food. He doesn't have his stuff around. He has a roommate. So there's lots of reasons why he wanted to come home, but just to be surrounded by family and not to be in a center surrounded by people who are in the same kind of condition that he is. So we had a lovely visit. As soon as Sophie was done with her activity, which lasted about an hour, she also came in and visited with grandpa and sometimes it can be a little bit challenging visiting with my dad because he doesn't hear very well. He's a career military veteran and his ears definitely were damaged in all the action that he saw overseas. And even though he has hearing aids, it's really difficult for him to understand even now. So as soon as we wrapped up our conversation, he sent us on a little errand. He wanted us to run to his house and grab him some toenail clippers of all things because apparently there was no one in his facility that can help him cut his toenails. Or more accurately, there probably is, but he didn't want to ask them for the help. So rather than going across town to his house, we actually went to a nearby grocery store, grabbed him some clippers and left him on the bedside table where he told us to leave them because he was going to be heading down to lunch in just a few minutes. So we left those clippers there. Sophie and I went about our day. We came home, started getting ready for the dance. We got to go have a beautiful dinner with her friends and take some amazing pictures. So, so far this day is going really well. We had a volunteer opportunity. We had a time to visit with my dad. My mom was actually out of town visiting some friends on a vacation she had planned quite some time ago. So we were just hanging out doing the normal thing. And fast forward to about 1040 that evening. I had my phone turned off with all the notifications. I had my, my alarm set or my sleep timer set. So it goes off and notifications also go off during sleep time so that I can maximize those hours that I'm in bed. Well, I just happened to think that maybe I should turn it back on because it was just about time for Sophie to come home from the dance. I knew she had a ride. However, I wanted to make sure that in case the ride had changed, I could go pick her up. So I turn the phone on, notifications come on, and I have a call from the emergency room letting me know that my dad had been admitted. So this was still a few minutes before Sophie was to come home at 11. So I call immediately to the ER 
And I talked to a nurse named Beth, who I later realized we had known each other. We had taken a photography class together years prior, and she was back in town, and she was my dad's nurse. And I'm so grateful that she was there. But this conversation was one that I don't wish upon anyone. And the conversation went like this. Your dad was admitted to the ER. He has a serious infection and he is septic. We've intubated him and we're giving him life support. And I think you probably should come down because I don't think he'll be here in the morning. So as you can imagine, I was shaken to my core. It was just a few minutes before 11 o'clock before Sophie came home. And before I could hear all about her amazing evening and the memories she had created with her friends, I had to deliver this news. I had to wake my husband up. He was sleeping to let them know that my dad was in the hospital. And remember, my mom is out of town, so she is not there. So it rests on me to go and do this, especially knowing that the nurse tells me he may not make it until the following morning. And we're sitting at 11 o'clock at night. So I let Sophie know she is devastated. She's in tears. She wants to come with me. And I tell her to stay home because I don't think it's a place that she needs to be, especially knowing he has machines breathing for him. That is not something I want my daughter to see at this point in her life. So I go to the ER, I meet Beth at the door, she fills me in on what had been happening, and I couldn't believe that literally 12 hours earlier, we were sitting in his room at the assisted living facility, and he was doing fine. And now fast forward, and he's laying on an ER bed, surrounded by machines, Things are beeping. Something's breathing for him. He has a tube in. I can't even really see his face. And all of a sudden, he's laying there, and he just looks so little and so vulnerable. And it was such a surreal experience, especially, again, because I had just seen him earlier that day. So the doctor comes in and tells me that he's very, very, very sick, one of the sickest patients he's ever seen in his career as a doctor which should tell you that it's definitely something very, very serious. And he's filling me in on the lab results. And I have to let the doctors know that I actually went to school to want to become a doctor and worked in the phlebotomy department of a hospital during college. So I understand the numbers they're telling me and I understand what they mean. So I have to pry a little bit to give, to dig a little deeper because I don't know that they're accustomed to hearing someone, you know, really having someone have an understanding about what's happening with a patient in the hospital. So as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about all sorts of different things that you can imagine. Lots of things float through your head. And one of the things that often starts to have this chatter in the back of your mind is worst case scenario. And in order to counteract that, I had learned at a, a Biz Bestie meetup in Atlanta recently, one of the people that was, that was there, Dave Albin, he reintroduced me to something called the Ho'oponopono. And it basically is a prayer that says, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. 
So for the next six hours, I sat there next to his bed writing notes because I didn't know if I was going to remember all the details the next day because I had, it was, you know, hitting the, the midnight hour going into the next day. So I haven't been asleep for almost 24 hours now. And so I want to write down everything. But meanwhile, in the in-between spaces, all I did was repeat these words. And by the hour, I see his blood pressure going back up and his lab results are getting a little better. He's still really, really sick, still intubated, but it was definitely in the positive swing. So I was feeling like by my being there and saying this, it was helping at some energetic level. And so as the night goes on and it turns to the next day, I'm thinking about my students in my podcast in a weekend class. They're in this group for the weekend wanting to put their podcast together and I want to be there to support them. However, I know that's not something that I probably had the headspace to really dive into efficiently. So I reached out to one of my biz besties, Kim White, who is also a graduate of podcast in a weekend. And I asked her, if it was possible that she fill in on Sunday for the graduation ceremony. It's a part of the, the weekend class, and it's a really important milestone to celebrate the launching of a podcast. But I knew that if I showed up, I would not be what I needed to be for my students. So she stepped in, and then she did something even better. She rallied all of my graduates from the previous class of podcasts in a weekend, and together they supported these new students in the process of learning. They stepped in and gave them an update of what was happening with my dad. They stepped in and celebrated with my new students the graduation and the creation of this podcast. So when I heard this quote on Monday from Irina, it solidified to me so much how incredibly important it is for all of us, especially in this online space, to surround ourselves with biz besties, those people who speak our same language, those people who hold us to a higher standard, those people that push us past where we think we can go, people who can ask us tough questions, people who can see our blind spots, again, to help us get to our best selves. And it was such a remarkable insight to literally come full circle. My dad was actually released last Friday from the hospital and he's back in his care facility and he's doing incredibly well. To look at him now, you would never guess that almost two weeks ago, he was literally knocking at death's door. He barely had a blood pressure. He barely had a pulse. He wasn't even breathing on his own. And less than two weeks later, to know that he's where he is now, I am so grateful. And I know my biz besties were out in the world sending him good thoughts, great energy, healing prayers, sending words of support to me. And all of that together meant that the students in podcasts in a weekend could be supported even when I wasn't there. And that, my friends, 
is what the power of having biz besties in your life can do. Now, as I wrap up this story, I would love to hear from you. You can message me privately if you prefer, or put in the comments a time when your biz besties rallied around and how that made you feel. Because now that I have these biz besties in my life, I cannot imagine walking this journey alone. It's something I did for so many years, thinking I was being stoic and independent and wanting to really be a self-made person. I'm realizing, though, that's an impossibility. No one person is a fortress. No one person is a mountain. We need people in our lives to support us and surround us on so many different levels. But it's these biz besties that we need to keep close that we need to love on, that we need to dote on, and we need them to realize how important they are in our lives. So part two of today's assignment is to reach out to someone in your circle that is special to you. Maybe someone you've been thinking about lately, but just haven't picked up the phone to send a message or call them or send them an old-fashioned letter. Reach out to that person today and let them know how much you care for them. Because I'm here to tell you from experience that in a matter of hours and even minutes, a life can change. And it's so wonderful to know that there are people in your life that can be there to support you even at the most dark moments. And if I can do something like that for you, I would be more than honored to walk your journey with you. Just let me know, send me a message, and I would love to include you in my group of biz besties because we can never have too many biz besties. And with that, my friends, I want to thank you for watching live or listening to the podcast. This is something that's happened very recently and is so, so fresh in my mind, and I wanted to make sure I came on to share it with you because I know I'm not the only one to have gone through this kind of situation. So again, leave comments below. Let me know if something like this has happened to you or if I can support you in any way. I would love to do that. Okay, my friends, I will catch you all very soon. Cheers. If you're ready to harness the power of technology and get your message out into the world in a big way to make the impact you know you were meant to make for yourself, for your business, or with your family, head over to Instagram or Facebook and message me at Our Young Creators and let me know that you're ready to be our next graduate in the upcoming podcast in a weekend class.